The Public Service Commission in Missouri is currently considering a rate case by Empire Electric. But is it really a rate case? And what are they trying to do? You'll find out more on today's Renew Gurus. Hello out there in podcast world. This is Renew Gurus. And this is James Owen. I'm your executive director. And we are here on our third podcast. Joining me in the Renew Missouri studios is General Counsel for Renew Missouri, Tim Opitz. Tim, good morning. Good morning, James. How are we today? Doing well. Pretty excited to be here. (laughs) Exceedingly. Oh, yeah. You look very excited. Okay, that's good. You should see him, folks. It's great. Also, uh, here is Carly Cavender. She has been our law clerk. All summer. Carly, hello. Hi, James. Yeah, thanks for being here. Now, this is going to be your last week at Renew Missouri, is that right? Yes. I hope this has been worthwhile for you. It's been a great time. Okay, good. We'll see. <laughs> Listen to that, everybody. I didn't even have to like coerce her into saying that, so that's good. Um, also in the studio is our producer, Elizabeth Gower. Hi. Hello. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we're glad that we didn't have to bar you from last time, so you were very helpful, and I think it sounded pretty well, but I guess ultimately we'll let our audience members be the judge of that, right? Yes, we will. Okay, yeah, good answer, thanks. Um, Okay, so as we said in the intro, um, we're going to be doing one of our breakdowns. I was going to do a recording of a song for that, but this is really just where we took a look at something that's uh, going on at the state level or the federal level, and we kind of tell you why it matters. Uh, What we're doing today isn't even necessarily a renewable energy or energy efficiency issue, uh, but it's something that I've gotten a lot of questions about, and it's something that we have been observing, so I thought it might be nice to give a uh, refresher uh, to our audience out there about this um, quote-unquote rate case uh, that's going on at the Public Service Commission. Uh, right now, Empire Electric, uh, which is, uh, I think, our smallest uh, investor-owned um, electric utility here in Missouri. They're based right. out of Joplin. Is that right? They're small, right? That's right. Very good. Okay. And that's good Good to point that out. Um, they have... Um, they are before the... Uh, they are before the Public Service Commission because there's a question of what their rates should look like. Um but it's not necessarily a rate increase. Um, Tim Opitz, what, what exactly is going on uh, with the, uh, what's going on at the Public Service Commission with Empire Electric right now? So this case sort of stems from the confluence of a couple of legislative Ooh, actions. Confluence, like a river, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Can we define that for the audience? That's when two things come together, Elizabeth. <laughs> right, Carly, fact check? Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. The first being uh, the Federal uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act passed in December of 2017. Right. And the second being the passage of SB 564 in uh, May of 2018 right. and signing by then-Governor Greitens yes. on June 1st. Yeah. Carly, Governor Greitens, your thoughts? Still around? Still not around? I definitely, definitely not still around. Okay. Yeah, actually, on his last day in office before he resigned. He signed this bill. Correct. 
Fun fact, right? Yeah. All right, let's break a little bit of that that, that down a little bit is what uh, Tim just said. Okay, so yeah, back in December of last year, the U.S. Congress passed a big, huge tax cut. Um, and a lot of big companies, uh, and we're not trying to editorialize here, but a lot of big companies are going to see a tax benefit from that, including utility companies. I mean, Tim, uh, you've, you've been doing this utility rate-making work for a long time. Why is it relevant that uh, federal taxes getting cuts can have an impact on utility companies? So when the utilities' rates are set in front of the Public Service Commission, they look at all relevant factors, right. and uh, one of those factors that they collect from eventually in their cost of service from ratepayers is the uh, tax obligations that the utility will have to pay. Yeah. Uh, so those costs are, in a way, included in the rates set by the utility. Now, right. for uh, Empire, yeah. their current rates uh, have the uh, built into them the thirty-five percent federal tax rate that used to be effective. Right. Uh, however, the obligation owed by Empire is now, I believe, 21%. I think that's correct. So that difference is really the cause of the present case that Empire uh -huh. is, has pending. Because, I mean, in other words, when you pay your electricity bill, part of that that you're paying is going to go to pay their taxes. Is that what you're saying? In a way, yes. In a way? All right. What do you mean? <laughs> well, all of the money they take in comes from customers' rates. And well, they're sure. They're going to have to pay taxes on the revenues they get. But when Carly and I are paying our electricity bill, I mean, part of what we're paying for is for them to pay their taxes. Fair? That's fair. Okay. Or I guess it's, say, well, it's if they're making money off of... Like, this is another way, but if they're making money off of us, they have a rate of return, which uh, utility companies are guaranteed to make... Uh, like a nine to ten percent rate of return, they have to pay taxes on that, right? Uh, if they earn that return, right? If they earn it, right? But anything they earn, I was saying, not yes, many Elizabeth. stocks get that kind of rate of return. Well, not a lot of people do. That's true. So, I mean, basically, they owe taxes. Now they don't owe as much taxes, so they got to do something with it. Yes, that's what it was. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to make this simple, Tim. <laughs> How much we, money are we talking about here? Yeah, who knows? I mean, how much money are we talking about? That 14%, if I can do so math. Just, we talked about Empire being right. smaller, yeah. uh, the smallest utility. Just for context, uh, Ameren, Missouri went through a similar process, yeah. uh, and they had a rate reduction on an annual level of $150 million. Woo! That's a uh, lot of zeros. It's a lot of zeros. Compared to the size of Empire, uh, I think all parties to this case, have agreed that the annual reduction will be approximately $17 million. Okay. Now, the issues remaining are when that rate gets reduced and whether Empire should be able to keep the revenues collected since January 1st. Right. Okay. Because, and I think this kind of gets into the second part of that confluence that you were talking about earlier. Um, back in um, the legislative session of 2018... Uh, there was a Senate bill uh, passed by both uh, chambers of the legislature, Senate Bill 564. I think they called it the Grid Modernization Act. Carly, GMA. you... Pardon? That's right. GMA. Oh, yeah. I guess you could say that is a TLA as well, one of our uh, famous three-letter acronyms we use here on Renew Gurus. Um, we are not referring to Good Morning America. 
Yes, very good, Elizabeth. That's true. We are not. Um, well, yeah, so no trademark violations there. So basically, in that bill, in addition to changing a lot of policy on how we look at rates uh, being increased or how the Public Service Commission is supposed to uh, manage certain things, there was also a provision in there that said, I mean, someone might correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that uh, any money that is received under this, any benefit from this tax cut is supposed to go back to the ratepayers. Is that correct? I would say that you're nodding like we're on television. I'm, I think that that's correct. I don't <laughs> okay. know for sure, but okay. Tim, fact check. Yes, there is a provision three ninety three one thirty seven. Yeah, uh, which was enacted and effective on signing by the governor because it had an emergency clause. Ah. for that section of the bill. Very important uh, to know. And well, just in broad strokes, it meant to uh, make ratepayers uh, whole yeah. for the effects of the federal tax cut. Right. So uh, and when we say an emergency provision, I mean, I think what we need to make clear here is all the laws that get passed and signed by the governor are usually going to effect on August 28th of the year that they're passed, unless there's an emergency provision there. And so there's a... Yes, Elizabeth. What's special about August 28th? I actually don't know. That's when the Constitution of the state of Missouri says all laws will become effective. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I didn't know that. So... <laughs> I wonder how they landed on August 28th. Well, it's a good question, Elizabeth, and I'm glad I know that now because I would normally just say because that's what the legislature says. <laughs> because that's ultimately the, that's the answer to any law, right? Like, why is that the case? It's like I always say because that's what the legislature said, so who cares? Because I said so. Because they said so. I'm not in the legislature. So um, there you go. Yeah, okay. So August 28th, that's when the Constitution... Okay. See, you all have learned something here. All right. Um, so there's an emergency provision in there. Ameren has kind of gone through this already, and they said we're giving the money back, right? Yeah, their tariffs have been submitted that show a reduction. will show a reduction in their... Uh, rates for all customers. Okay. I actually saw it on the news last night. I there's a lot of, they're they're getting a lot of good press out of that. What? How much is uh, the average customer gonna see their bill reduced by? Mm. Anyone know? Well, it depends on your usage, of course. There's some big customers and there's some small customers. Um, but I think the regular uh, residential customer for Amron will probably see a reduction of about six dollars a month. Yeah. So a cup of coffee. I guess wherever you go get coffee. Yeah, that, where you get your coffee. That sounds that sounds pretty pretty fancy, Elizabeth. Um, so, but in, in KCPNL, we've left them out. They're actually going through a rate case right now, and this is all being considered through that, is it not? That is, and that was a part of the uh, provisions in SB five sixty four. Yeah, which are in a way at issue in this Empire case because the legislation called out. Uh, a time period where a party had to have a rate case pending, they could be exempt. Um, an empire says that they had a rate case pending, so they're exempt. Now they say that a rate case pending. I mean, I, you know, I haven't been doing this work very long, but I feel like uh, back in 2016 when I was at the Office of Public Council when you and I worked there together, there was a rate case that was decided then. But that was decided then. We They left with a rate increase and had a bunch of other things happen. So what are they talking about when they say there's a pending rate case? So based on their filings in the case, they, they kind of talked about two different 
cases. Uh, one was that prior case, I believe it was uh, 0023 case, they refer to it as, mm -hmm. uh, which was open in a way because they had to file a pays on bill financing ah. study. As we talked about last week, pay as you save. It's an on-bill financing program. Uh, they were doing a feasibility study on that, correct? That's correct. All right. I'm glad I got something right today. That's good. Uh, and then the other case was a docket ER 2018-0228. Which I hope you're all taking notes out there. A lot of numbers here. There might be a quiz after this. There might be. <laughs> which, which was a case that uh, staff filed in February. And by staff, I mean the commission staff. Oh, yes. Uh, asking the commission to evaluate the empire's rates based upon a single factor of the tax cuts. A little aside here, um, Carly, I don't know if you knew this. Um, you know, we have a public service commission here in Missouri, right? I've heard. You've heard that. That's five commissioners. They have their own staff. They make decisions about what happens with these rate cases, right? And they do not have to be attorneys, correct? That's also correct. Okay. Yes. Um... But there is also a component known as the Public Service Commission staff. Right. And that is a separate office from the Public Service Commission. Mm -hmm. uh, they are kind of supposed to be more neutral. They're kind of looking at these cases that get submitted. Uh, well, the ideas are neutral. I mean, they, they certainly are experts. And they know what they're doing. So they have point of view, just like any other human being. So maybe neutral is not the right word. They have a different perspective on this. And so there's, what, a couple hundred people that work for the Public Service Commission staff? I'd say around 200. 200. But they have offices in Kansas City and in St. Louis. As well as Jefferson City. As well as Jefferson City. Yeah, so it's not just this big monolithic outfit in, in, in Jefferson City, uh, even though they do have a pretty big office here, but they're all over the place. Right. They also, another fun fact, they regulate manufactured homes. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, see, you learned something else today. So many new things. I, <laughs> I know. It's like a cornucopia <laughs> of knowledge here. Okay, so, all right. So we were talking about the Public Service Commission staff. Tim brought that up. They had filed this uh, this case right. uh, back in February of 2018. And now what's going on with that, Tim? So that case... Uh, is up for dispute in the in the current uh, tax case that we're talking about. Right. Um, some parties say it was closed. Some parties say it was open. Hmm. Doesn't it seem like that should be something that should be obvious to everyone, whether it's open or closed? Yes. <laughs> well, is there not a sign you've said open, closed? Yeah. Um, but but right. it's been you know disputed about how I guess what is a rate case. Ooh. And how it can be opened and how it can be closed. This, uh, this sounds like something you would sit around and talk about, like at a bar after, like you know, being at work. Like, what is a rate case, man? I think if you talked about that in a bar, you'd find yourself alone pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that is not a good way to make friends? Oh, well, it depends. I oh, I see. <laughs> Everything depends. See, that's a that's one thing you'll learn, Carly, when you become a lawyer. Is the best answer to anything is it depends. It depends. Yeah. Get used to that one. Get used to not having friends or just saying oh. it depends. <laughs> just get used to saying it depends. I'm sure you'll have plenty of friends. Good. You won't be like me. Hey, oh, this oh be I know. A great idea for a trivia night, rate case trivia. Oh, I know. That would be exciting, wouldn't it? Okay. And then you could make friends while at the bar. 
Uh, yeah, or maybe you would just get kicked out of the bar. I don't know. That, that's what I would do if I ran it. Okay, so there is a que- so there's all these questions about what's a rate case, what's not a rate case. I mean, ultimately, isn't a rate case designed that if a utility company wants to come in and say, we've built all these things, we've done all these projects, we need to get compensated for that from ratepayers, plus get a little extra percentage for our rate of return. Isn't that what a rate case is, in a nutshell? Yeah, I would say that's... Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, you know, do a dissertation here, but that's kind of what those do. Right. So, I mean, ultimately, is that what this is doing? I mean, this this case here that we have, isn't that what this is? So this particular case that we have ongoing right now that we're talking about is, I'll call it the 0366 case. Or the... the, the 0366. 0366. Oh, 366. Yeah. Oh, 366. Okay. <laughs> uh, which was opened uh, yeah. because of the passage of SB 564. The Grid Modernization Act. The other case, which is sort of a, a linchpin in how that other case will be resolved, yes. uh, is the 0228 case. Ah. Which. <laughs> I don't know what the commission staff was thinking when they filed that. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? It, and it seems to have really just uh, gummed everything else up. Oh, uh, making some news here to right. open. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. We'll cut it out. Don't worry. Yeah. Keep it in. No. Uh, no. So well, I mean, so okay. So no, but so <laughs> yeah. So that case is unusual because unless they they filed this case. And unless they intended to prosecute a full rate case where they consider all relevant factors... Which is a lot of stuff. I mean, a rate a case is a stuff. big deal. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it would have made more sense for them to just file a petition for an accounting authority order. Ah. Oh, my gosh. That's they, a new word. Which they've done in the past. Can we unpack that a bit for us non-lawyers over here? You, you, you can tell you've been around me a lot because I say that a lot. Uh, yeah, let's unpack that. As Elizabeth said. What is an AAO? An AAO is an order from the commission uh, that either directs the company to or allows the company to record certain costs differently on their accounting books. Which they will get to deal with later in another rate case, right? And all the order says is they'll get to deal with it later. Ah! It doesn't make any commitments one way or the other. So it's basically an order that gives them direction on how to book something, as we say in the biz. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so the staff of the commission filed this other case. Yeah, because I had a question about that. And Didn't they file that before this became a part of the Senate bill? They filed that in February. Yeah. Um, I don't know the legislative history of when this tax uh, provision became part of the Senate bill, but there is a provision in there that says if the company has a pending... Uh, rate case, yeah. then they are essentially exempt from that provision. That's in the Senate bill. That is now going to be, is now law. That is now law. And that is the question before the Public Service Commission is whether or not they have a pending rate case. Right. Interesting. And the pending rate case that seems to be gaining the most traction is this one that the staff filed in February. So when you say you don't know why they did that, you think it is because maybe this has tripped that up a little bit? Uh, I think that that did trip it up a little bit. And so the other complicating factor is prior to the effective date of June 1st, the staff moved to dismiss this case. 
Oh. And the commission took notice of that and said, case closed. Well, now... Okay, go ahead. And then about an hour or two later, the staff filed <laughs> another motion that said, just kidding, you know, we want to keep this open. Did it really say just kidding? Uh, or did it say know, JK? <laughs> more or less, you know. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, okay, because, I mean, you know, and I... And, you know, when you want to dismiss something, I mean, usually, usually, if you're a party that has filed for something, you just want to dismiss it. You just dismiss it. Is that not how the Public Service Commission works? So if uh, the commission's regulations allow a party to, if they have, if they were the moving party opening the case, they can dismiss it prior to any testimony being caused simply upon their notice. Yeah. Uh, if testimony has been filed, they need permission from the commission. I see. Had there been testimony filed here? There had not been testimony filed. I gotcha. And I should point out, I mean, I was going to do this at the beginning, but because I'm really negligent, I didn't. We were, we were, we're involved with this case, but we haven't really taken an active role in it. Or maybe I did say that. Who knows? Cut that part out. No, just kidding. Leave it in. We're watching it. We are a party to that case. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to both cases. We were a party uh, by commission order because we had been a party to a prior action. Ah, I see. Uh, we filed a position statement in the case uh, that said, yes, this money should be returned prospectively, uh, and that we were going to reserve our positions on everything else. I see, because we thought it was going to be a full-blown rate case. Uh, well, we thought that we thought things would shake out differently. Okay, <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. We certainly probably did. Um, so now, so it really just comes down to a question of... Yeah, Ray case or not. Was there an existing Ray case? Well... Uh, and if there was, I mean, shouldn't it be dealt with in that case? All good questions, it sounds like. I know. But maybe we don't know the answers to this. I, You know, I, I think that we don't know the answers to that. <laughs> Ultimately, the only uh, way we know Well, the so I'll say this. We haven't taken a position on the answers to that before the Public <laughs> Service Commission. Right. And we're not doing that today. Because we're just trying to explain what's going on, right. right? So there's this right case. They've had they've had a hearing on this, have they not? They had a hearing uh, two Fridays ago, and uh, some of it carried over to the following Monday. Okay. So that is that something that's publicly available for people to listen to? They can listen to it. They can watch video of it Ooh. on the commission's webpage. Wow. Uh, PSC.mo.gov. Talk about getting you kicked out of a bar for being too <laughs> exciting, right? You can like go in there and like downstream that and like have a have a nice soda or whatever. For all of those that suffer for, from insomnia, that might be something that will put you asleep. That is certainly something that if you want to say the commission's boring, then that is certainly your right to do, Elizabeth. No. <laughs> a nice just, bedtime story for your I, child? I'm just kidding. It's fine. So, yeah. So, so you they go, had the hearing, and then they yeah. had uh, the transcripts were submitted, yeah. and uh, four parties filed briefs. Mm -hmm. uh, the... Missouri Energy Consumers Group, uh, the staff of the commission, the Office of Public Council, and Empire Electric. Uh, those sort of broke down into two groups. Yeah. OPC and MECG said that the rates should be reduced August 30th, and the stub period beginning January 1st should be deferred to be returned to customers. That's only what a stub period means. The stub period would be the... Uh, Earlier, we talked about the tax rate difference, 35% to 21%. Right. 
that Empire has been collect is currently collecting. Right. Since uh, that congressional bill was signed that, by President Trump, right? Since that bill went into effect on January 1st of 2018. Right. So the stub period would be January 1st, 2018 until whatever the ultimate effective date of rates is ah. at this action. So that's a question, too. Do they keep that or do they do something else with it? That's a big question. Right? Big question. That's a lot a of big questions here. A lot of big questions. Elizabeth. Do they have to return the money? Can they not do something else with it? Uh, well, Empire says that they get to keep the money. Yeah. Uh, OPC and MECG say they have to return the money. Right. So that's an open question. Um, staff sort of raised the interesting question to say that even if the tax provisions of 564 apply to Empire, that the legislature couldn't have authorized that stub period to be collected in future rates. Uh, Why so would they... Raising a due process uh, oh, concern. So there's a constitutional question here, right? Uh, you know, I, I think it's important to note that Empire didn't raise that question. Ah. Um, so whether the staff can raise the constitutionality of this provision or has standing to do that yeah. uh, is an important question because if it is unconstitutional and somebody challenges it, yeah. um, there is a provision in SB 564 that says it's non-severable. And so that means the whole thing goes away, it right? It blows everything up. Wow. So so then we get to have all the legislative fun again next <laughs> oh year. Oh my gosh, how exciting would that be? That's been fun for the past 10 years or whatever it's been that we've been fighting about this. Yeah, so okay, I mean, because ultimately Empire Electric is a private company. That's right. They are regulated by the state. If there was a piece of legislation that made them do something that's not allowed in the Constitution, they can't do it, right? I guess they could go along with it if their shareholders would swallow that. But they might. But I'm saying the, le the legislature couldn't make them right. do that, right? Because it would be an unconstitutional taking right. under the Fifth Amendment, which is where we get the due process, which I think then goes to the state through the 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment. Ah, I saved myself there. Professor Levy at KU, if you're listening, I, I remembered something from your class. Okay, so there we go. So a lot to ponder here. So that was a surprise. Uh, Ooh, a uh, twist. Twist as, that came about after the hearing and the briefs filed by the, the parties who filed briefs. So. Well... To be continued, right? We to don't know what continued. the we don't know what the can um, we don't know what the answer is going to be. Carly, what do you think about all this? It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it depends on whether or not I guess we get to keep this. Do you guys think that there's a chance it would be unconstitutional? Oh gosh, I mean, you know, we haven't really been following it that closely. I mean, okay. ultimately, um, I mean, we've been following it, but I don't think we've taken a position on it. I mean, ultimately. Um, that has been a question. I mean, I will tell you that has been a question that's come up among several parties who have been watching this legislation from from the beginning of this tax issue being brought up. Right. It was brought up even before that when I think the Public Service Commission was looking about ordering this money back, was whether they could do that or not. That's been brought up by another utility because what we're talking about here is electric companies, but gas companies are also subject to a a series of cases with the Public Service Commission because gas companies aren't part of 564. That's all electric utilities. Okay. So there are these cases with uh, gas companies, investor-owned gas companies, and at least one of them, at least one of them, 
brought that up, right? Summit Natural Gas. Did. Summit Natural Gas was up in northern Missouri, right? Uh, I think they've got a couple different service territories. I think they might down, be down around the lake as well. Okay. So, I mean, I know they have some service territory in the north. they got some other places. So, that's an issue that's been brought up. Um, and I think ultimately it's going to have to be decided by the Public Service Commission. You know, they uh, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> So you guys had also mentioned that you didn't know if staff had standing to bring this. Yeah. Uh, is that, I guess I'm not really familiar with why they wouldn't have standing. So is that like a serious issue that they wouldn't actually be able to bring this? I guess ultimately it comes down to it's not theirs to be taken. Okay. So can they say it's an unconstitutional taking? I understand. Okay. I got that one right. I think that is a good uh, distillation of the issue. Oh, okay. There you go. But it's a good question. Interesting. So, have you had con law yet? No, I have it next semester. Hey, you should bring all this up. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I'm sure they'll be thrilled to hear about it when they're talking about, you know, due pro <laughs> when they're talking about First Amendment stuff and abortion and everything else. We can talk about like, oh, tax law and utilities. So that'll be good. Yeah. Interesting. Something to think about with your research. Yeah. There you go. Well, folks, we will give you more information as it comes forward on this. Uh, we are going to wrap this up today. I want to thank Tim, Carly, and Elizabeth for your participation. If you like what you hear, you want to hear more, make sure that you sign up for our uh, listserv. Uh, it's renewmo.org. Check it out. we got a fancy new website, and we'd love for you to see it. Um, and also, we're doing our summer drive right now, so if you're thinking about throwing us a little bit of money to do some of this work, uh, do it there at that website. But until next time... Uh, you know, thanks for listening and keep, keep reaching for the stars. <laughs>